Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you on this Friday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, no doubt about it. Today, the sun is shining, the spring flowers and the colors of the white pear trees and the pink and the purple trees and the yellow, and it's absolutely beautiful out, and we praise God for the four seasons living in California for so long. I know it's beautiful in California right now, a lot of greenery, and because of the fires, there's been some new uh, growth. But uh, you really don't have the four seasons, and we kind of enjoy the snow in the wintertime, and we enjoy the fall colors and the spring colors and the summertime with the, the just the bursting of greenery everywhere in northwest Arkansas and the state of Arkansas and wherever you may be today. I hope you're having a beautiful day. We're going to get some rain at around 2 o'clock this afternoon, supposedly, a little thunderstorms, a little hail. Feels like I'm doing a news report right now, a weather report. But um, anyways, it's just how is the temperature on the inside? That's the real question. How are you doing on the inward parts? We're getting ready for an incredible, <laughs> we're getting ready for an incredible weekend, and uh, we're just kind of smooshing into it. We had our dear friend come to us from California yesterday, Hector, and he's going to be hanging out with us for a few weeks. We're excited about that. And got some other friends coming into town and from South Dakota, Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the Lord is actually putting something together out here, which we're very excited about. And something else I'm very excited about that I wanted to talk about is that uh, our uh, pastors in our church, uh, Ken and Peggy, they are stepping out and they are beginning their own home fellowship 
in the Northwest Arkansas region. And uh, they are, we've had a great conversation. They are going to step out and begin to invite their neighbors and friends. Um, They are going to be inviting people to their Bible study. I want you to pray about that on their behalf because they are an extension of New Wine Ministries. And Patricia and I want to put our blessing and ordination. We want to be a part of what they're doing, help it to grow, and then watch their gift actually begin to spread out. They have been doing an incredibly good job at New Wine Ministries in their pastoral mantle, and they're growing and their growth, and it's time for them to take flight into their own work, but definitely as an extension of what we're doing here. And this is what our ministry at, in the church has been, to not only feed the flock of God, but to raise up that five-fold ministry and to send it forward. And uh, we see a multiplication of the work of God. We don't see uh, you know, anything as... Uh, that's not connected to the head, and, and the head is Christ. So our vision here at New Wine Ministries is to begin as many home fellowships as are possible. And that's not just throwing things together. That is a very purposeful work for years in the lives of the individuals that God has gifted. And sometimes people are prepared to go. And so I just want to mention the, again that Ken and Peggy Wagner are going to be having their first meeting, and it's going to begin on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., and it's going to begin on April 20th. So April 20th, Tuesday, April 20th this month, um, they are going to begin at 7 o'clock in their home. And uh, what I want us to do is just pray for them. Pray that the flyer that they're going to be sending out Uh, to their neighbors, the invitations as they're shopping at the store. They're going to be inviting people, come to their home for a Bible study. We have, you know, we're connected to New Wine Ministries. This is our vision. This is what we're going to do. And Patricia and I will be there for the first few meetings to just share the vision with the people and uh, let people see what's happening there and then let the gift go forward. Now, I like their, their flyer. Uh, They went into a lot of work here on the back of the flyer as they're inviting people from their neighborhood and wherever they go. Uh, They say things like, ever wonder why things are looking so gloomy in the world today? Look how things were even a decade or two ago. Then they have a number here. Number one, there was no profane language on TV or movies. Today we hear it everywhere. Number two, there was no nudity, but it is everywhere today. We're talking about a generation ago, right? A decade or two ago. Number three, the word gay expressed happiness and having a good time. Today is a lifestyle of homosexuality. Number four, pornography was forbidden. Now we have books, magazines, and movies full of pornographic materials. Number five, drugs are running rampant and used by many, even among Christians. Number six, marriage was between a man and a woman. Now it is also between two women and two men. Seven, abortion was illegal, but now legal. And aborted fetuses are used for drugs and other purposes. Number eight, free speech was honored and respected. Now we have speech monitors and what we say is policed. It's true. Number nine, the church was respected was a respected institution and taught God's word. Now it can be sued for a godly church preaches. Tens of thousands of pastors are leaving the pulpit. Churches are being prosecuted. Number 10, righteousness is becoming a rare entity in all areas of life. 
And then their flyer goes on to say, our main thrust will be Bible study relating to the current situations prevalent today. Examples are those 10 items listed above. We would love to have you in our home to pray for these situations, for you and for all those who need prayer. Situations in the world are only getting worse. We need to be prepared to face what is coming. Remember, our God reigns. We need to be prepared as his vessels and to be his beacons on this earth. And then they quote James chapter 5, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible. Tell us, is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now come and see what he can do for you. So this is the beginning of a home fellowship that will be in the house of pastors Ken and Peggy Wagner, who have been an intrinsic part of New Wine Ministries for many years now. And they are moving out cautiously, carefully, um, and they're going to be an extension. And we want the Lord to bless their labor and the Lord to bless their work. So I pray that you will pray on their behalf that God will bring the people that are designed by God because of home fellowships are God's design for the last days and God's raising up pastors, then God knows exactly who it is to sit under their pastoral care. And um, this is very, uh, very important work to us. We want to see successful completion. We want to see the Lord accomplish what he began at the beginning. You know, the Lord spends years laying foundation I mean, I was always told if you're going to build a big skyscraper, you have to build a massive foundation. And so this foundation is the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of those that God will raise up in the intention of the Lord to raise them up and to send them forth. And I know that that's exactly what Jesus was doing with his disciples, digging deep in the foundation of their lives so that when the church or the building grew, it would stand and here we are 2,000 years down the road giving proof and evidence that the work that Jesus worked in the life of his disciples was something that carried on from generation to generation. And the work of those apostles in the life of other believers kept the multiplication going. Now, here we are at the end of the end of the ages, and God is being very clear and even gave us a year of, of, of absolute wisdom that the churches were shut down and that the vision of home fellowships is where his heart is and where the glory will be. And so this is the work. And so we have been laboring in the life, and we have several others that we are putting the, uh, the, the signature of Christ is on their lives to ordain and to raise up and to send forth and establish home fellowships. And uh, we're good with whether it's seven or eight people, 12 or 15 people, or 70 or 80 people, or 170 to 200 people in these homes. However God wants to multiply and bring his success to them, we have come to a place of realizing that God's great success is in the transformation of just one life. And that's very, very clear in Scripture. But we also know that God has a work of harvesting in these last days, gathering into these home Bible studies uh, the people that are called into those areas. So this is part of our work. We're thanking God right now for Ken and Peggy Wagner, pastors that have been serving at New Wine Ministries in a very humble position, quite frankly, because that's what God does. He brings us way low 
and then he brings us way high. And when we submit to him, uh, we humble ourselves, and the Lord will lift us up. Amen. And it will be a glorious work. So that is something we're praying about today, and we're rejoicing about today. And now I want to... um, Something was said in there. I hadn't, it kind of shook me because I have a prophetic word for the ecclesia today. I have a word from the Lord. It poured out of me like a gusher last night. As I have said in times past, we have written thousands of uh, pages of prophecies through the years. And for the longest of times, we have set back and really have not been writing as much. But yesterday, last night, just prior to going to our Bible study last night, uh, I sat down and it just poured out of me. And it was, uh, as I was writing it, it was like a revelation in my mind and my spirit for the moment that we are living in as an ecclesia, as called out saints of God. And I want to share that with you, that word. And this is fresh off the press And uh, tomorrow night, we have uh, 20-year-old Cameron Petit is going to be ministering the Word of God at the New Wine Ministry uh, gathering place in Bella Vista. And we're going to sit back, Patricia and I, we're going to watch this young man get launched by the Spirit of God. And it's interesting that Ken and Peggy, who are starting their their home fellowship, uh, are in their 70s, in their 60s and 70s. And they are moving forward. And here's a young man at 20 that God is raising up to preach the gospel. It'll be his first sermon he's ever preached before a public gathering. He's spoken publicly. He goes one-on-one all the time. He ministers the Spirit of God. But he's never really addressed a congregation. So keep Cameron Petit in your prayers as he prepares to bring the word of the Lord on Saturday night. And I'm sure it's going to be good. Do you remember the first time you preached? To a, to a congregation? I do. <laughs> you know, it was great because I grew up in a church where um, our pastor, my pastor, who was an apostle of God Almighty, I've said it a hundred times, but it was true, just to show that that anointing is in the earth today again. Um, I remember that in the church, we were always permitted to prophesy and to speak and gifts were to be developed and, you know, words spoken. And it was almost like a practicing for the launching, but I do remember the first sermon I ever preached was in my young 20s in uh, Apple Valley in uh, near to Barstow, um, California. I was in the desert, in a little desert church, and my first sermon was on Romans chapter 6, and um, that was really awesome. It was very, very cool. So this is for Cameron Saturday night, tomorrow night, 5.30 at New Wine Ministry uh, Gathering Place. And you could always find that information by going to our website at nwmglobal.org, nwmglobal.org, 5.30 tomorrow night. Let's see the fire of God manifest and undergird this young man with prayer. And then Sunday, this weekend, Sunday, Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer will be joining the New Wine Ministry family. They're coming down to Northwest Arkansas to uh, share with a, another group of individuals from Sulphur Springs, and they're going to be having a gathering time together there. And then Sunday, they're going to come and minister at New Wine Ministries. And again, Patricia and I are going to sit back and just allow uh, the Lord to do his work. And I know that's going to be a very powerful time. I know that Sunday at 2 o'clock is going to be an amazing moment and of a gathering together. And you know what I pick up in my spirit? It's interesting about Israel, how God, God ordained Israel having 12 tribes, 12 sons 
of Jacob, right? 12 tribes, and Jacob's name became Israel. But he had 12 sons. Each son had a very unique personality. I mean, Benjamin was the warrior, right? And, and he had Judah and Reuben, and uh, you had Simeon, and you have Issachar, uh, Issachar, and all these different names of the sons of Jacob, Joseph, and all the rest. And each one of them became their own tribe, and they were uniquely different, okay? And yet they were called to be one nation. And I find that to be true in the true church of Jesus Christ today, that there are many tribes, Okay, and I, I, it's very interesting to me that the book of Romans chapter 11 actually says of the wild olive tree, okay, that's the Gentile nations of the earth, that we have been grafted in to Israel, okay, and that we have been assimilated into those tribes. I mean, if you're going to be grafted into the Israel of God, then you're going to be assimilated into the tribes of Israel, and each one of us in our unique diversity, carry a different um, unique personality, if you will. But the DNA that runs through all believers is the blood of Jesus Christ. We have the same blood. We are born again by one blood, just as Adam, out of his one bloodline, all the nations of the earth became a reality. But we have a new bloodline now because we've been born again. And the blood of Yeshua, the second man from heaven, is now flowing through our veins if we will receive it. And so though there be different you know, uh, expressions of believers around the world, we are all of one blood, Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a harmony. And I'm just giving you a little taste of what we're going to talk about in the prophetic word in just a moment, because I, 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 I can't wait. I wish I could preach it this weekend. I'm probably going to share tidbits as we go, but I'm going to release it for you today, for you to be the judge, for you to take this into serious account. Um, but before I do that, let's talk about what we see going on. Uh, what I wrote about today's broadcast today is America has become a war zone. America has become a war zone. And then we've already seen uh, the, the previews of the war zone in the United States of America. We've watched the war zone in the last year. We see it almost on a weekly basis, probably going to become accelerated shootings, another shooting in Bryan, Texas yesterday, uh, mass shootings in Georgia. We've seen it in California, everywhere. And we just are witnessing with the barbed wire fences around the Capitol building and uh, Washington, D.C., we are becoming a war zone. We are a war zone. We've seen war in this country, but we understand that it's going to exponentially rise. And so I wrote here, it has come. The time has come. We read that yesterday in the book of Ezekiel. The end is come. America shall feel the pain of what millions have felt within this generation. Within the chambers, okay, the pain will be most felt within the government of the United States. Let me say it again. The pain will be most felt. Yeah, babe. Okay. The pain will be most felt in the government of the United States. A sword shall enter into the chambers of the political powers 
and the already wounded nation shall be struck with a death blow. Now, Patricia was just yelling to me that we were shut off. Is that true? I don't know. Uh, if you can hear me on Blog Talk Radio, please push, push one on your dial pad. That'll help me to know you're hearing me. And if you're in the chat room this morning and you could confirm that we're still broadcasting, I would appreciate that. Because, okay, so area code 916, thank you so much for that, Brother Mark. Ken, are we being heard on the chat room right now? Blog Talk Radio, Facebook, YouTube. Um, are we sounding forth there? I see the Chad Achterberg is with us. I see Chuck is with us. Keith Carey is with us. Um, okay, still broadcasting on Facebook. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so we have a yes in uh, uh, YouTube as well. So whatever was shutting down on the phones, back here, doing good. Let me go through this again. Because I think it's important. I, I really believe that this is a, a pure balance of the day of light and the day of darkness. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah chapter 60, uh, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen. So in the same day, there is glorious light and gross darkness. All right. So keep that very clear. And what I believe the Holy Spirit is describing about this moment is gross darkness coming upon this earth. And within that darkness, the manifestation of this evil that we have seen and are seeing. And again, let me repeat. And then on the other side of the day, in this same day, is this glorious light, which we're going to get into in just a moment, but America has become a war zone, a war zone. I mean, you go back to 9-11, you go back to the Oklahoma City bombings, you go back to Waco, Texas, you go back to Ruby Ridge in uh, Idaho, and we could go on down the list of the war that has been going on in this country between government and militia groups. Yeah, babe. Okay, well, they're, they're showing us here that we're still on blog talk. So if, yeah, I believe so. Are we still on blog talk? Can I get one more person to just push their number one on the dial pad if you could hear me on blog talk radio? Okay, so we're doing good. So that Omega's doing fine. Let's see, Omega Radio. How are we doing on Omega Radio? Omega Radio is broadcasting loud and clear. So wherever that information's coming from, <clears throat> we're doing good. Okay. So the war zone again, the uh, America becoming a war zone, uh, we've seen it. We're witnessing it. And it's not just what happened in 2020. It what happened in 2016 during the elections of Donald J. Trump. We know it's a political war. We know it's a cyber war. We know it's a spiritual war. And we actually seen the physical war uh, begin to break out. Now, <clears throat> I want to repeat what I'm hearing in the spirit, it has come, the time has come, the end is come. This is a proclamation, okay? This is a decree. This is a declaration. And if we're right about what we're hearing, okay, um, we can expect what's about to be said to come to pass very soon. America shall feel the pain of what millions have felt within this generation 
from unborn babies being killed in the womb to the unjust treatment of those who have been made merchandise of by political leaders and church leaders. The pain will be most felt within the government of the United States. A sword shall enter into the chambers of the political powers and the already wounded nation shall be struck with a death blow. So I'm looking at this right now and I I wrote it yesterday in preparation for today. And as I'm looking at it, I'm just kind of receiving the depth of what's being said. And I'll bet you there's even a scripture, a sword shall enter into the chambers. Now I'm going to do something and forgive me for doing this right now, but I bet you that there's a scripture that talks about a sword entering into the chambers. So I'm going to type in the word chambers here, and I just want to see, okay, chambers is everywhere here. So let's see what, uh, wow, a lot of scriptures on the chambers. Now, I know that um, the chambers in Washington, D.C., in the Capitol building, they were called the chambers as well. Let's see, and by knowledge shall thy chambers be filled. Let's go on here. Uh, Okay, the chambers, okay, my people enter thou into thy chambers, amen. Uh, Unrighteousness and his chambers be by wrong, okay. So I'll guarantee that somewhere it talks about uh, a, a sword entering into thy, oh, here it is. Look at this, Ezekiel 21, 14. Thou therefore, son of man, prophesy, smite your hands together, let the sword be doubled the third time. The sword of slain, it is the sword of the great men that are slain, which enter into their privy or private chambers. Wow. You know what? That's Holy Spirit just bringing back to memory, Ezekiel 21, uh, 14. That's amazing to me. So anyways... Let's get back to what we're talking about. What is this saying? I believe that the Spirit of God is warning the people in this nation that there is a sword of war. The sword always represents war. And that sword in Revelation 21, by the way, or Ezekiel 21, was the sword of the king of Babylon. All right. So again, God bringing, as we talked about yesterday, uh, a flood or nations against those who have sinned grievously against God, and sometimes the wicked nations that he sends are more wicked than his own people that he's judging, but his people get double judgment because they know better. Okay, so I'm just kind of flowing from yesterday as well. What is being said here? On January 6th this year, 2021, people broke into the chambers Okay, that's how they they spoke it, into the chambers of the politicians. And what we're hearing the Lord say right now is that that was a very light thing, quite frankly. The only person that was shot, the only sword that was released was by those inside the chambers killing an innocent girl that was there. But I believe what God is saying is that the chambers are going to be breached. The sword is going to enter into the chambers of this government, of the United States of America. And I believe that God is going to allow a sword to go in there because these politicians have been so gross 
against the reality of what the United States and who the United States really is. And I believe there's a judgment coming, the third wave of war, and it may be a domestic war right here, and a sword released into the chambers. And when I just read that, that the sword will enter into the private chambers, and that's what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the politicians were so upset about. They were not upset about the year of violence that hit people's businesses, people's houses, people's churches, people's, you know, government facilities. They didn't care one bit about the raw damage being done in Portland and in Seattle and in the cities across America. They didn't care about the violence and the fires and the burning and the shooting and the looting that went on across this nation. The only time they cared is when some people walked and invaded their chambers. I got news for them. According to the Spirit of the Lord, I believe we're hearing properly, the next time that is at the door right now, God is going to allow a sword to enter into those chambers. Wow, that's heavy. That's very heavy. But you can feel it. It's a time of retribution. It's a time of vengeance. It's a time of... God, who they say does not exist, who Jerry Nadler said, God's not permitted in this Congress or in this Capitol building. God, we have no place for God here. Oh, that was the wrong thing to say, Jerry. You better go get yourself a bagel and a hot dog on the street corners of New York quick, because that was the wrong thing to say, <clears throat> Jerry Nadler. Oof. I can't even imagine. Wow. Anyways, this is the coming reality. This is what the stage is being set for. All the prophecies of America going into chaos and turmoil and massive, massive violence is now come. That's how this began. It is come. The time has come. The time is now. The end has come. Now, it's not the end of the world. It's not the Bible prophecy necessarily being fulfilled at the end of the world. No, it's no different than Rome that was brought to an end by an overwhelming enemy. You see, Rome was a superpower nation in the world, but God raised up an enemy against it and whooped them, and brought them down, and divided them. And you know when Rome was divided, it was conquered. And you know the United States of America today is divided, and God's going to send an enemy to conquer it. You know that the borders right now, there's a massive problem at the borders. There's a crisis being totally ignored. The administration in power right now is so lost that Joe Biden couldn't even talk about the ATF. He called it the AFT. I don't know what kind of steroids they're putting into this man or what kind of drugs they're using to prop him up, but he is a voice box for a global agenda. It is so sad, but it's the rightful judgment of God. I don't know if he's going to make it until August. They're going to to do away with him. The left is going to do away with Joe because he's a useful tool right now that they could do and work through, but they may not need him very soon. It's all very quiet in the administration, all very quiet, unusually quiet. 
Fear is gripping them hard in the night seasons. I'll guarantee you that. And the military powers around them and the barbed wire fences and all that, what are they so afraid of? What are they so afraid of? Nobody did anything. But while they're doing this, they're provoking now a war. Yesterday, six or seven executive orders went forth by Joe Biden. You see, the flint that's going to get struck harder than the George Floyd case we talked about yesterday, at the end of my sharing yesterday, I told you, I believe that it's possible that the strike against the flint will be gun control. And then all of a sudden he came out, six or seven executive orders. He's talking about Congress. It's time to stop praying and it's time to start acting. Let's get rid of these guns. And that is a provocation to the Second Amendment of the United States of America, the right to bear arms, okay? And so this may be the flint being struck into a flame that will burst into a powder keg of violence. This could be it. This could be the thing. And it's happening right now. Meanwhile, we have hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens coming into the country. They are smuggling all kinds of Islamic terrorists through the border. They are smuggling children, drugs. They are infiltrating. It is an invasion. It is a gap in the wall that is coming. And we're not blaming Mexico. I mean, this isn't about Mexico. They're coming from all over the world. China owns Panama. China is involved in South America big time, and only God knows what's being brought in from nuclear weapons. They found in the cargo ships, according to the Marshall Report, they found that, that ship that's blocking the canal. They found nuclear devices, parts, and they found young children, a thousand of them dead. In the shipping containers, they were smuggling children into the United States, or they were releasing it, and they found them alive, and they found them dead. The Marshall Report talks all about it, and a friend of mine shared that with me the other day, and I just, this this thing that's happening for us to be sitting on our hands right now is not a wise thing, or to be just kind of hunky-dory about things, and my urgency to the people that are listening is, well, not fear-mongering or becoming dramatic or anything like that, is be prepared. Because I don't know how close you've ever been to the violence that can be felt, but it's real. It is real. I told you I was in Bentonville, Arkansas. It's like Mayberry RFD last Saturday. And I went there because of BLM and LGBTQ groups gathering together to protest. I wanted to know what they were protesting, what it was all about. So I walked down there and minding my own business was walking away. And then I was confronted by BLM members with ARs, automatic rifles, across their chests. They sent a young lady to confront me and tell me, do you have a question or is there something you want? We noticed you in the park. I said, no. I have nothing to say to you, nothing to to do. I was in the park. I live here. It's a beautiful day. Why are you lying to me? Why are you lying to me? We know we saw you with your camera taking pictures. I said I was taking pictures because it's a beautiful day. Now, my response probably was not the perfect response, but this argument started getting a little 
escalated and across the street, the big BLM security guards with their ARs across. And I could tell you it was intimidating. It was, it was intimidating. I could feel the hatred coming from this woman with her AR backed up by BLM members. I could feel it. I could feel the hatred and the itching for a fight. Now, I happen to get a good picture of who this was and have been praying for this person ever since because what happened, this person said to me, take your glasses off. And I said, take your mask off. I told her I was a pastor. I was told her I'd be praying for her. I talked about Jesus. They didn't want anything to do with Jesus. And so she's now, take your glasses off. I said, take your mask off. She took her mask off. I took my glasses off. She began to speak, and I noticed something. I noticed this woman had no teeth. The teeth she had were rotten in her mouth. And I thought to myself, this woman is being used by the powers of darkness. She's being totally used. She's a broken vessel not just because of her, feet, her, her, her teeth, but I could tell inside of her, beyond that hate, was a brokenness. And it's almost like these groups are taking the most broken people and using them. The powers of darkness, Satan, is taking control of these people that are so broken and then putting on weapons and putting the, his hate in them and sending them forth, right? That's what it really honestly felt for. So I'm praying for Murphy. I'm asking the Lord to save her soul. Man, we would put a new set of teeth in her mouth in a second if we had the opportunity to. But that's not the point. The point is, is that these manifestations of evil are real. And these people have been training. They are prepared. They knew exactly how to stand. They have an argument ready to go. And I just wonder how many Christians have a narrative. I admit my narrative in response was not the best narrative. What I should have said was, absolutely, I have a question. What do you want to talk about? You know, what are you guys doing and what's going on and sharing the gospel? But the attitude of that moment in Bentonville Square, they wanted, they were kind of bummed out that there wasn't any resistance. People were mulling around, basically ignoring them. And they were across the street with their little flags. They wanted some, something. And people weren't giving it to them. And I think maybe God had something to do with that. Amen. Because there were a lot of people praying. But the violence is real. And yesterday I said something, and I believe it's true, that what we saw last year in the cities that were burning and the violence, I really believe that this ignition, this fire, this larger flame is going to spread into your neighborhood. Maybe not yours. Maybe you're under the blood and maybe you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people right now. But I believe that the flame is going to spread. The fire is going to spread into suburban neighborhoods, into neighborhoods that were spared from the last ignition. And you should be ready for that. What does that mean? You know, that guy in, I forget where it was, I think in St. Louis, he and his wife, they were marching through his yard. He took out his gun that he had a legal right to have. And he said, get off my property. He was the one that was threatened with prison. So even protecting yourself in Missouri, where you have a right to carry your arms, right? Because he unsheathed his weapon, they sued him. You have to be prepared for what's coming down the pike. Because what's coming down the pike is real. The time has come. The end is come. It has come. 
President Donald J. Trump a few weeks ago while being interviewed by his daughter-in-law. He said this summer will be dangerous. Yesterday we talked about the summer of violence. His daughter-in-law said, oh, that sounds so scary. He says, yeah, it is. He said, what's going to happen this summer is going to be horrible. The president said that, Donald J. Trump, in an interview a couple of weeks ago. You can find it online. Just type in Donald J. Trump interviewed by daughter-in-law. Says summer will be dangerous. Now, not only are these things swirling, and not only has the enemy come to the gates, to the pathways, to the doorways into America, there's a breach in the door on the southern border. And there's a flood coming in. There's no doubt about that. There's a breach and it's coming. Okay. But also I was out with a friend yesterday. I've talked about uh, my friend to some of you uh, who worked for the Moderna corporation and he's highly motivated by vaccinations and he's already received his vaccination and he's talking about these things. And we were talking yesterday And he mentioned to me that a new outbreak of COVID is now happening all over this country, and it's going to be worse than what we just had. And I've said that from the beginning, like a lot of you have, that the first one wasn't even real. It was all about control and and, and that type of thing, and it was just a high-grade flu, but eventually people would not capitulate so that they would release a stronger strain to punish the people that are going to the Texas Ranger baseball game and sitting shoulder to shoulder, to punish the people that aren't wearing their masks, to punish the people that did not capitulate and bow. A new strain will come. Now, we're hearing that from Bill Gates. He says that millions are going to die within 10 months, and that was months ago, because of the release of a higher strain coming from the UK or whatever it is. So for you and I, thank God we have all been fully vaccinated, right? Praise God we are fully vaccinated with the JCON vaccination with the certificate uh, PS91. So thank God, keep that vaccination and understand the strength of the JCON vaccination has the DNA code to obliterate all sickness and disease of every kind So thank God we have been vaccinated. Hallelujah. We're also, you and I, are going to be preserved during the summer of violence or the time of violence, whenever it comes. You and I are under a supernatural hedge of protection because of our obedience to the Lord to do what he's asked us to do and to go where he's asked us to go. We did not linger like Lot. We went when God said to go, and we've prepared, and we've, we've assimilated into the region and to the life, and God's given us an abundant life, a joyful life, a wonderfully powerful life with beautiful saints of God walking in fellowship in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, you know, we're not here and shaking and biting our fingernails. Uh, We are actually looking to find ways to continue to raise up legislatures uh, in our branches of government in Arkansas because we are the legislative branch of government in Arkansas refuted the government who tried to say, we're going to help suppress the hormones of five-year-old boys and girls 
so that we could change their identity. And the legislators said, no, we're not. We are not going to produce hormone-blocking drugs or surgeries. We're not going to allow that to happen in Arkansas. And our legislative branch of government, with the approval and signature of the government, has made it illegal to have an abortion in Arkansas, the first and only state in the union. So we are thankful to be where we are because that kind of strength will also preserve an environment for the glory of God in this region. I don't know if you're living in regions where they want to take babies out and kill them on the table, like in New York and these other blasphemous places like Portland, Oregon, and the liberals over there. You'll remember before they got polluted and became a drug zone, those people supported full-term abortion back in, what was it, 2019? I don't know, when the blood red wolf moon came out. They got blood red wolf moon, all right. They got whacked, and they're not even done yet. The worst is yet to come in these areas. So I thank God that we're in a preserved place. We will be preserved. They try to come into regions where God's glory is. It's not going to go well for them. I guarantee you that. And we need to pray that other states in the union have the strength of the Holy Spirit and the moral values of a Christian principle and ethic to uphold the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Constitution of the United States in its intended purpose, not to advance evil, but to promote what is moral and right and to preserve and protect it. So obvious. But love in the meantime, but you've got to have some strength. You have to have principles and values and you have to have borders and you have to have, you know, what, what is right. And it needs to be a strengthened foundation. And when we sin and capitulate a little here, a little there, before you know it, the foundations are destroyed. The walls have come down and then states are overwhelmed by the evil. So thank God there are some wall builders right now, like in the days of Gideon or in the days of Yeah, was it Gideon? Who was it? No, Nehemiah, where they were building the walls again. You see, the walls had been broken down. And from state to state, from city to city, from region to region, we need to build that wall by putting the right people that have a Christian value so that there will be Goshen's and areas that when you come against it, there's an invisible hedge of God's protection. Like in Goshen, you touch it, you're going to get And that's what righteousness does. And we thank God for the righteous leadership in Northwest Arkansas and in the state of Arkansas. Is it perfect? No. But we need to get more people involved in these positions of power so that they would stand as an unmovable force themselves because it will not be bribed and they will not be taken over by the machinery of the federal government of the United States. You need strong people that will stand. Now, there's a greater government than the governments of, uh, of local states, and that government is the government of God. There's no doubt about God's government. That government you belong to, that government I belong to, you and I are kings and priests, you and I are the rulers, you and I are those who are being prepared to rule and reign with Christ. 
We are going to govern cities five and ten. We are the government of God. We are a part of the government of Jesus Christ. We are to be uh, acting it out, practicing right now how to rule and reign in the midst of our enemies right here, right now. And we're not just talking flesh and blood. We're talking about spiritual principalities and powers. And it's going to happen. And I've got a word for you that I believe is going to nourish your heart. It's going to nourish your heart right now. Okay, but these things are true. You hear uh, General McInerney, I think his name is, and uh, General Flynn. They're everywhere right now. They're bringing forth their message. They're talking about what's going on. There's a lot of people out there sharing different things. But I I want to go now and focus on something. I want to spend my remaining moments on this broadcast on this Friday as we now are in the 12th day of the counting of the Omer. Okay, remember, and for those of you that don't know what that means, by the way, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go real quick to um, the Omer, or they call it the Omer, and let's see what it says here. All right, so if you go to Exodus, And let's look at chapter 16. It talks about, <clears throat> in Exodus 16:32, And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commands, fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land. Of Egypt. Now, an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. And the, in Exodus 16:33, Moses said unto Aaron, "Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it up before the Lord." So, take a tenth, the omer. So, what happens in the feast days of the Lord? It, uh, it's actually incorporated. I think it's in Leviticus 23. Let me just take a peek here. Uh, the Festival of First Fruits, the Pentecost. Okay, so it says in Leviticus twenty three fifteen, you. This is right after the feast of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. Those first three that all interconnect. And it says in Leviticus twenty three fifteen, and you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheep of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, shall you number 50 days. You're to number 50 days. And you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves, and that gets into the idea of the Feast of uh, Shavuot. But the numbering is the counting from the day after Passover All the way up until the 49th day, the children of Israel were to count every single day. In other words, they would bring an offering of remembrance to the Lord, okay? And so they're counting. And today happens to be the 12th day in the count, and we are to count to the 49th day. And on the 50th day, there's a Shavuot. And we know under the law of Moses that on the 50th day, God took them to Mount Sinai where he gave them his law, And we know that after Yeshua, the true Passover lamb, 
after 49 days on the day of Pentecost, Penta being 50, the 50th day, we know that God led his people to the top in an upper room, and he gave them his spirit. So under the old covenant, they gave, he gave his law to Israel. In the new covenant, he gave his spirit and grace, and that's the new covenant, baptism. And so what you and I are looking for in our generation and what we believe God is saying to us is, I have a fresh baptism. I have fresh oil for you individually and corporately. And I have a reserve of the best wine. I've saved the best till last. That's a principle of God. And he's saying, I am going to open the heavens. There's an open door coming. I'm going to open the heavens and I'm going to pour forth an energetic, refreshing, renewing baptism of the Holy Spirit upon my people who will do their part. Ooh, what is our part? Well, our part. I'm going to read to you what I wrote now. I'm just going to go for it, okay? So this is it. You be the judge. This is what I hear God saying. He is going to do when we do our part, when we do our part. And I'm going to get into what our part is. And here's the prophecy. I, heard, just, I just exploded out of me yesterday, and I hope that you get the sense of it. And I pray that you hear it with your spiritual ears. <clears throat> the very mention of his name sends shivers down the spine of every demon in hell. They know. They know better than humans who he is. It is time for us to know who our king is. It is time to tell the world that Jesus Christ is the rightful ruler of the world and that every principality and power shall bow before him. We must awake to our calling and destiny and to preach Jesus Christ resurrected and alive at the right hand of God, waiting for his enemies to be a footstool for him. Let the church rally around this reality. Let the called out ones declare louder than ever before that the king is coming and that all rulers shall tremble at his appearing who did not honor the king and kiss the son. Now release the glory, release the sound. It is time to harmonize around the anointed one and his anointing to declare to the ends of the earth that the Lord is coming with power and great authority. Triumphant, jubilant sounds in the camp of the righteous, joy unspeakable and full of glory, rejoicing with timbrels and sounding of harps and violins, a concert for the ages, never heard before on earth, a people united together in the spirit under the conductorship of the Holy Spirit, each note being played masterfully with intentional design to bring forth the reality of heaven on earth. Can you hear the sound? Grace and glory poured forth from the lips of those who praise and worship is toward the king. A golden delight of manifest glory surging and pulsating out from the organic body of Christ. Oh, what joy awaits the body as it is being divinely led and inspired by the Holy Spirit 
to bring forth a sound into the earth. Oh, the heavens shall shake, the earth shall quake at the sound of the body of Christ, unified and harmonized by the fine-tuning of the Lord. The concert is ready to begin very soon. So let us quicken our pace and understand the moment and enter in to the divine tutelage of the Lord as he leads us into a perfection, a maturing of the wine and the oil, a maturing of the symphony of life and life more abundantly. Wow. Oh, my spirit hears it. My spirit hears it. God is saying that the people in the book of Acts were of one accord. They were in one place, one accord. And that word one accord in the definition, let me just share it with you. I shared it the other night at a Bible study. Let me share it with you. The one accord, praise God. Ooh, let's see. Oh, boy. The one accord. Where are you? Okay. Well, we're not there yet. Well, the idea of the one accord. Let's see if this was it. Was this it? That wasn't it, was it? Mamma mia. No. All right. So what it means is what was written in the prophecy. That oh, Why don't I just put it up here? Hold on a second now, Vincent Xavier. And let's just put it up here real quick. That phrase, one accord, and by the way, it's not just in one place. It's in many places in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in Acts chapter 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost, which is, what, 38 days ahead, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now listen, there's a mystery here. The opposition of hell fights against this, but the power of God's going to cause it to be for those who desire it. The word, the word, the phrase there, one accord, is the homothai maiden. Okay, and that word, homothai maiden, simply means unanimously with one mind, unanimous. But when you go down into the deeper definition, it carries this. It is a unique Greek word. It's used 10 of its 12 times in the New Testament in the book of Acts and helps us understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. So this phrase, this word here, again, let me make sure I say it right, the homo thumadon, okay? This word, this Greek word, helps us to understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. Homothumaden is a compound of two words, meaning, number one, to rush along, and number two, in unison, to rush along in unison. Now, according to this Greek definition, the image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded, which, while different, Harmonize in pitch and tone as the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master. So the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of members of Christ's church. 
Wow. So I want to go back and I want to read it one more time, but I'm going to do it very quietly and very softly. I want you to really hear this in your spirit because this is what God is doing in his ecclesia within the kingdom of heaven. At this moment, there have been 2,000 years of Pentecosts that the church is celebrating. We who are living at the end of the end of the end of the end of the ages, get ready. We are a qualified generation, and God is speaking prophetically to us. If we will do our part and allow the Holy Spirit to conduct our lives, each one of us, into a symphony, the joy that's going to hit the camp of the righteous is unparalleled. I have seen it in my mind. I can't yet express it yet, but I, I, I can see what's going on. And I felt it. We're, we're gathering together and we're seeing this harmony and we're watching. It's, it's unbelievable what God is preparing. But here again, this is what was written last night. I want you to hear it one more time. The very mention of his name sends shivers down the spine of every demon in hell. You need to know that. The name of Jesus Christ, when spoken from the lips of a sanctified vessel or a believer, it sends shivers down the spine of demons if they even have a spine. They know. You see, the devils know Jesus. They know him. They know better than humans who he is. Many people, even in the church, don't really have a revelation of the, uh, the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. We, there's just a kind of a veil. We have this general idea and a mental ascent. He's up there. He's the king of God. My God, the demons know who he is, and they tremble. They tremble, according to the book of James. It is time, God said for you and I, it is time for us to know who our king is. Our king, our king, Joe Biden, no other man on earth is our king. Our king is Jesus, period, right? You get it slow and easy. Here we go. Nice and easy. It is time to tell the world. Now, here's the calling of the true church. You ready? It is time to tell the world that Jesus Christ is is the rightful ruler of the world, and that every principality and power shall bow before him. Now, when I was writing this, I kind of felt a provocativeness from God that what the church is going to do as we begin to proclaim to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's going to provoke, shh, be quiet, be gentle, it's going to provoke the powers of darkness. Because when, when the church starts acknowledging that this world is the Lord's, Jesus Christ is the all-ruler. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. When we begin to just tell it the way it is, and we begin to tell this world, you're not in control. You are just a, you know, a vapor here today, gone tomorrow. You are not in control, Jesus Christ. When we start bringing that revelation knowledge together, we, his body, his church, his ecclesia, when we begin to release who he is, and that every power, hey, Joe, hey, Kamala, hey, Chuck, hey, Nancy, hey, Xi Jinping, I don't care who you, you're all going to bow your knee. You are not, you're not the rulers of the world. I'm sorry. 
You're not the rulers of the world. Now, this is what God's telling us to do. This is our calling to preach and to teach Jesus Christ right now. We must awake to our calling and destiny to preach Jesus Christ resurrected and alive at the right hand of God, waiting for his enemies to be a footstool for him. Preach it. Teach it. Tell it. Shout it out. Tell this world, you're not the king. Tell the governments of the earth, you're not the king. You are not all that you think you are. There's one king, and his name is Yeshua. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you do not kiss the son, if you do not bow your knee in holy reverence and acknowledge that your position of power and authority in this earth is granted by him, if you do not give him the glory, you will perish forever. You are nothing. You are to be ruling and reigning as a servant to bring the glory of God into this earth. And the day you stop doing that, you are worthless to the mind of God. And you will be overthrown. You will be overthrown. How dare you pass laws that offend the almighty God? How dare you speak a word? God doesn't belong in our Congress or in our government. How dare you? Arrogant blasphemous pride. How dare you? Well, the day of the Lord is against all pride. The pride of man will be brought low. And it's not going to happen outside your government buildings. It's going to happen in the very chamber. So let's get back to gentle. Here we go. Let the church, you and I, the ecclesia, rally around this reality. Let's rally around doing this, right? Let the called out ones declare louder than ever before that the king is coming and that all rulers shall tremble at his appearing who did not honor the king and kiss the son. Get loud, folks. Get loud. Let the concert of the ages let the symphony, let the harmony, let the, the voice of the ecclesia, let it come louder. Let every note be played by the Holy Spirit from every housewife to every grandmother, to every grandfather, to every young son and daughter. Let it come. Let it come. Let it be heard in all the earth. Now release the glory. Release the sound. It is time to harmonize around the anointed one and his anointing. Not our agenda, not our purpose, nothing about us. We are here to declare him. We are here to declare him. We are here. We are the cells of his body. He's the heartbeat. He's the mind. We are the anointed ones that are from his anointing. And we are bursting forth with light and life and energy as cells ignited by the spirit of the living God to bring glory and honor to his name. So release the sound. It is time to harmonize around the anointed one and his anointing to declare to the ends of the earth that the Lord is coming with power and great authority. Tell the world he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. 
And I'm telling you, this is going to provoke the powers of darkness. The world powers are going to become furious, but it's going to lead right into Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Oh, come on, church. Hear the pattern. Hear the sound. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And we're going to look at the template. This is exactly what they did in the book of Acts. It's the template for the ages. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, gently going forward in the prophecy, triumphant, jubilant sounds. Let me say it again. Triumphant, jubilant sounds in the camp of the righteous. I could see it. I could feel it. I could taste it. I can touch it. I can experience it. The body of Yeshua, the joy of the Lord in the camp of the righteous, everybody moving under a supernatural unction of God Almighty, moving in joy and laughter and, 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 and business, kingdom business. And oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Triumphant, jubilant sounds in the camp of the righteous, joy unspeakable and full of glory, rejoicing with timbrels and sounding of harps and violins, a concert for the ages, never heard before on earth. There's a sound coming on earth out of heaven, out of the spirit, out of the voice, out of the belly of the bride, out of the belly of the ecclesia. Come on. I've told praise and worship leaders for 28 years because I had a vision that long ago about a golden raindrop. I saw it in my mind. A golden raindrop fell from heaven, pure liquid gold. And inside the raindrop was a mathematical note. And that mathematical note carried a sound. And I told the praise and worship leaders, would you please seek the Lord as to what the mathematical note in a golden raindrop is. And when that golden raindrop hits the earth, it'll explode with a sound. I believe it's coming. Oh, I believe it's coming. The sound of heaven. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain in the house of the Lord. Never heard before on earth a people united together in the Spirit under the conductorship of the Holy Spirit. He's waving and he's conducting. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Woo, he's doing his thing. And we're all the notes and the keys. And there's a sound coming forth from you and me. And woo, it's all going, right? And each note being played masterfully. With intentional design, intentional design to bring forth the reality of heaven on earth. Can you hear the sound? I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it's closer now than it's ever been. I can hear the Father say to the children in the midnight cry. You'll be coming home. 
I look around me, I see prophecies fulfilled, the signs of the times, they're appearing everywhere, oh, you see, can we hear the sound of what God is bringing forth? Listen, it's coming from within the ecclesia, it is coming from within you, and the, the, the conductor of our Unity. Now, grace and glory poured forth. Grace and glory poured forth from the lips of those whose praise and worship is toward the king. A golden delight of manifest glory. There's golden delight. I didn't even register that till right now. The golden raindrop, golden delight. The golden delight, a golden delight of manifest glory, surging, pulsating out from the organic body of Christ. Nancy, Chuck, Jerry, and all the rest, You don't know what you're missing. You may have your little entertainment with demons, but I'm telling you, that's going to be met with eternal damnation, for you have not kissed the sun. You have not bowed in honor and glory to the king, and your day of accountability is coming. Oh, I would warn you to repent and to confess God and get out of your high-powered position. This demonic influence that you carry in this earth is going to be grace and glory poured from the lips of those whose praise and worship is toward a king, the king. A golden delight of manifest glory surging and pulsating out from the organic body of Christ. Oh, what joy awaits the body as it is being divinely led and inspired by the Holy Spirit to bring forth a sound into the earth. Oh, the heavens shall shake and the earth shall quake and the sound of the body of Christ unified and harmonized. I'm going too fast. Oh, the heavens shall shake. And the earth shall quake at the sound of the body of Christ, unified and harmonized by the fine-tuning of the Lord. Do you know what God's been doing for years in the ecclesia, in maybe your local assembly and others? He's been fine-tuning every instrument. He's been fine-tuning us. And the conductor of the universe is stepping to the proverbial platform. He's at the podium and silence fills the earth. In the house of the Lord, every member silent, waiting. And the conductor comes to the podium. And with eyes of passion and fire, He views the orchestra and suddenly he moves his hand and the sound begins to go forth. Do, do, do. (laughs) 
And before you know it, a concert all over the world, from one ecclesia to the other, a sound creating a vibration, shaking the heavens, quaking the earth, all things moving at the orchestration. The concert is ready to begin. Very soon, so let us quicken our pace and understand the moment and enter in to the divine tutelage of the Lord. As he leads us unto a perfection a maturing of the wine and the oil, a maturing of the symphony of life and life more abundantly. In other words, step in to this moment, unionized, unanimous with the mind of Christ individually and begin the harmony of the body of Christ Well, a divine template for the ages. That's what we're going to be studying in these coming weeks. I'm going to open the telephone lines. If anybody out there would like to call into the broadcast today, the number to call is 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. What are you hearing right now? What is God saying in your spirit? Are you as excited as I am about these unctions? Or is it just me? What are you hearing? Verbalize it. Bring forth a sound. What are you saying here in the chat room? Just take a look. Seeing good morning to Cindy. God bless you, Cindy and Melissa Fletcher. Can't wait to have you and Patricia join us in South Dakota in May. Can't wait to be there either. Should be an amazing time. Laquita's with us this morning. Good morning, Laquita. Prayer and blessings on this new home fellowship. Thank you for that. Appreciate that, Melissa. Keith Carey, yes, our God reigns. Good morning, Pastor. I missed the Thursday broadcast trying to arise at 7 a.m. for an hour in the Word. You can listen by... um, whatever they call those things, archive. You can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash xman777. Get the archive from yesterday or go on YouTube or Facebook, and there's, it's there if you want to listen to it, Keith. Uh, Chad Achterberg, hi. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Chuck Eastridge. Good morning, Shirley Woolsey. We had a great discussion on the phone the other day with Shirley and her family in Texas. Good morning to Sean. Uh, again, we're saying good morning to Sarah Anchorman and Jamie Lynn. Hallelujah. Good morning, Jamie. And uh, good morning, Sarah from San Diego. And again, we're seeing River Christian Center. That's Pastor Jeff Bass is look, uh, tuning in, uh, saying good morning again to, uh, let's see who else is out there. The River Christian, Psalm 3715, uh, Chuck Eastridge, Wave 3 War. People were listening to that. Uh, we've got some good thoughts going on here. And uh, let's see. Brenda Torville. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. Good morning, Brenda. Chuck Eastridge again. I never could uh, okay, take the fake shot. 
the J-Con, you got to love that. J-Con, Chad, that's the Jesus Christ of Nazareth vaccination. Psalm 91 is the certificate. All right, Brenda says hello again. Uh, Janet Ruth Ryder is with us today. Good morning, Janet Ruth. Uh, we got Sean Woodson with us today. Peace and grace be upon you all, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, yeah, demons dislike the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Diane Gravely is joining us this morning. Hello, Diane. Um, again, seeing uh, some good comments going on here with Cindy and, and Sean and Chuck. God bless you. Got a little bird out the window here. Um, Sietta, good morning. Jesus is king. Sietta, good morning to you and your family. Uh, blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. The Lord utters his voice before his army. Still waiting for someone to call in here today. Where, where are you? 818-369-0326. Press one on the dial pad. What are you hearing? David Ellison's joining us this morning. Good morning. So we're getting ready to go out of the broadcast. I've said everything I know to say for this Friday. We're going to have an amazing weekend. Ooh, I got a call coming in. Praise God. Let's take a call. All right. Area code 479-366. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey. <laughs> the two words. Hello. The two words I have in my heart are yes and wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, yes and wow. Wow. <laughs> Amen. So, praise God. And you, know what, yes. you know what wow means, right, Carla? You know what the word wow means? I've never, no, I've never broken it down. Wow stands come Lord for. Come Jesus, with, come quickly. <laughs> yeah, that too. But it stands for without words, without words. Amen. That would be this message this morning. Ah, isn't <laughs> God, God bless good? you all. Thank you, Carla. All the time. All right. Bye-bye. And God appreciates you sending forth the sound of thanksgiving and praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Come on, guys. 818-369-0326. No comments. Nothing to say. Come on. Mamma mia. Are you ready? Are you ready to step into it? It's a paradigm shift. It's called balance. What side of the day will you be on? You want to participate in in the gross darkness or the glorious light? Waiting for your call. And if not, we'll just go ahead. Oh, let me get my brother Mark. He's got a sound. I know he's got a sound. Good morning, brother Mark. God bless you, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning, brother, pastor, neighbor, Vincent. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. I just, um, it is the prayer of my heart that the times that our worship team is up on the platform leading worship, that we invoke that sound that you've been speaking of this morning. You know, in, in at least a, a, a fractional sense, that that sound of heaven would come in and just pervade the building, pervade the congregation, and flood people's hearts. That's, that's the sound that Ray and I and Samuel are seeking when we're up there on the platform. And... Uh, I just appreciate you, you, um, uh, you know, giving a name to it. I'm not sure that that's I'm saying it correctly, but I just ask for the prayers of the congregation that when we are up there on the platform, that that's the sound that we bring, that that we invite that sound from heaven, and then that sound just floods the whole 
place, the whole building, and all of the hearts therein. That's my prayer, and I'm sticking to it. And that's awesome, Mark. You know, the I think we're going to call you guys the Golden Note Worship uh, Group from now on, the Golden Note. And <laughs> that Golden Note is a sound. There was a song, Can You Hear the Sound of Heaven? like the voice of many waters. That was an old sound. Can you hear the sound of heaven? And it's prophetic and it's deep and it comes way deep from within the inside. And I pray for you with all of my heart that you'll be the one that will find that God will bless you with sharing with you and bursting open within you that golden oil, that golden note, that golden sound, and that you and Ray and Sam and others that will come a part of that new wine ministry family, because man, I'll tell you, new wine, is for the end time, and you start bringing forth that golden note of that new sound from heaven into this earth, people will drink deep. I'm with you, brother. God bless you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You have a super blessed day. All right. That's our praise and worship leader at the church, Mark, and uh, we have, uh, oh my gosh, Ray and Sam and Pastor Peggy. They have notes. We have Sherry is there to play notes. Gabriel, Gabriel, if you're listening, when will you play the piano again? Um, <clears throat> and that's just some good stuff going on. Anybody else today? Are you all good? <clears throat> you're ready to go on to the weekend? Oh, good. we got a 571 calling in. Let's take this call. Area code 571. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Pastor Vincent. How you doing? There's my brother, Jeff. Hello, Pastor Jeff. Hello, sir. I'll tell you another fantastic word today. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I just basically when you when you gave your word, I was I was reminded of the dream that I had. I went back and pulled the dream I had from uh, September 9th of last year. The dream I think you remember I told you about. Um, I was in this dream and a man came in the room and he, he loudly said, this is it. World War Three is here. Mm. And he said it was confirmed that, a, that it was a bomb and people began to exit and so wow. forth. And uh, wow. then when I awakened, totally I remember that it was, it was like 6.02 p.m. And I looked up the number 602 in Strong's Concordance, and it meant apocalypsis, meaning an uncovering. But also, uh, what you were talking about in Isaiah 602 is the time when I woke up from the dream and that afternoon was Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 2. It talks about the darkness and the gross darkness covering the earth, which you were talking about today. And he gave me also Psalm 60. Verse 2, which said, you made the land quake. You split it wide open. Heal the cracks in it because it is falling apart. That's huge. That is huge. You know, I totally forgot about that. And hearing it right now, it's like absolutely amazing. Yes, sir. I just, um, you know, I just think we need to continue to pray, continue to hear from the from the Holy Spirit as to which direction we should go. Um, one of the things that in that dream, which I, I, I didn't just go in full depth a few minutes ago, but I was, as I'm looking at it, as I wrote it down, I was telling you that once we had heard the word that it was a war and there was a bomb, that people were lining up to, to get their belongings to leave 
and there was two different sides, the left side and the right side, and I was on the right side waiting as they allowed people to, to you know, get your, your, you know, your coat or whatever and leave the building. But I was just thinking as you were, you were talking and the Spirit of the Lord was saying, uh, when this actually happens, there may not be time to do that. You know, don't worry about your belongings. Just flee. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a divine sensitivity to know when and what and where to go. On the positive side of the moment, I know the dark side, it'll be like that. On the positive side of this moment, uh, voices like your own, voices like Pastor Dave Obenauer, voices like uh, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, voices that God is raising up in these last days, and other voices that are out there that are, are going to harmonize for the benefit of the body of Christ. I believe that. Uh, that's a major focus, but you're right. We have to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. It has to be that way. So may God give us light and divine understanding and wisdom for which way to go. And uh, I so deeply, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I agree with that. And, you know, you say that phrase all the time, and, and it, the more it resonates with me, I think that we also have to look at the right people at the right time. The right people might not be the right people that we consider to be the right people, but it's the right people that God says are are the right people, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It totally makes sense. (laughs) It's good, man. It is good. Because we want to be with people that we're familiar with, but God gave me a a word years ago, quit trying to get people to go where I'm trying to take you. Yeah, well, that's a good word. That makes a lot of sense. That's a <laughs> yeah, good because, word. Yeah, because you know, sometimes we want, you know, we, you know, uh, uh, that old saying. I don't know exactly how to say it, but about familiarity. You know, we 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 tend to like to gravitate with what we're familiar with and the people that we're familiar with and the surroundings. But if you do that, you're at, you're not actually walking by faith because you can't see faith. <laughs> You got it. See, that's a that's a word right there. That that needs to be taught and preached all over the world, and it needs to be shared with men of God because I know a lot of times God's telling us to do something, and we're convincing everybody else that they need to do it. Right. Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. Got it. Well, all right. You have a great rest of your day, man. Continue to do what you're doing. You continue to bless me daily, and uh, you know we're just gonna have to pray that you. You know, you come on even on Monday, man. We'll talk about that, though, because when you're not on, we really miss that miss that word. But, uh, again, oh, I know thanks. you have to be refreshed, and God has continued to pour into you. But we just pray for you and your wife and your family and your church and that the body of Christ will continue to focus on the things of God and not the things of this world. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and God multiply your blessing back a thousand times. Love you, Pastor Jeff. Can't wait to meet you face-to-face you face one day. All right, brother. The same here. Bye-bye. Thank you. Shalom. All right. We're going to call it a day, a glorious day. We're going to get ready for the weekend. We ask the Lord to bless you this weekend, wherever you go to get refreshed, fueled, fed, built up, edified. May it be a blessed week for you. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. I'm Pastor Vince. Right now on Omega Radio, there's a roundtable discussion that's actually dealing with the spirit of anger. Anybody out there have any anger issues? You want to go to Omega Radio right now, omegaradio.org, roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier, her roundtable team out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights. You won't be disappointed. Have a super blessed weekend. We love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And may God seal unto you what he shared here today. And we'll see you Tuesday, Lord willing. Until then, God bless you.